Hey, what's going on? This is your boy, Headphone Joe, and I'm here with my co-host, as always. What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif, coming in New York City in the building. Just an obligatory New York right up there up top. Right up top. Uh, Get it out of the way. So, yeah. What's up, man? I'm good. How are you, buddy? Good, good. All right. We're in the dog days of summer. Um, Yes. And we're recording this before the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby and all that. So we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're going to take this week off of, well, not going to take this week off, but we're going to take that off, uh, save it for next week. Um, but we'll get to the big three. Uh, we're going to get to the quick, uh, the big topics, uh, kickoff, as we like to call them. Um, of the NFL, we're gonna recap two more divisions. Then I'm just coming off work. I'm exhausted. I know you are, um, and I just woke up from a nap. I'm, it's so funny because it doesn't. It's like we've been doing this show for two years. Everybody, we know what we're doing. Yeah, once we get rolling, it's gonna get rolling. But um, yeah. yeah, we're gonna hit on some of the big topics. We're gonna recap some NFL divisions again. Got a couple things to talk about in the NBA. We got some some streaky teams to talk about the MLB. Then we got the quick hits, you know, British Open. I got a soccer corner, and I'm going to talk about the W. But before all that, ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Brennan, can you give me your thoughts on the Denver Broncos? That's where we're starting? Denver Broncos? That's where we're starting, yes. All right. Um, Denver Broncos. I'm. We went a little long last week talking about the we different did. teams, and we, we just finished up rookie mini camps, basically. So a couple things I do want to touch on. Uh, Denver has... Uh, yeah, Denver has a sneaky defense. Um, Five minutes per team. Oh, God, not even. Uh, Denver has a sneaky defense, and they brought in uh, Russell Wilson. So I don't know. Every year, Denver's the darling team. I actually have another darling team every year, which we will talk Ooh. about in the AFC West in a little bit. But uh, I think Russell Wilson is going to do a lot for I them. I know but that I, darling team. You've been darling, everybody's been darling that team for quite some time now. Yeah, so Russell Wilson will make an impact. Uh, Denver has been thinking for the last two or three years that they're just a quarterback away. Wasn't Drew Locke, so hopefully Russell Wilson can turn it around. I don't... I mean, this is a really good division. Uh, if you look at all the teams, so I actually think they're going to finish either last or second to last. So mm-hmm. I'm not that. And no, everybody you don't knows think Russ is the big boost. Yeah, everybody knows who listens to this. I think Russ is a great quarterback, but I don't think he's like one of those transcendent, change the franchise kind of quarterbacks. So that's my opinion. What do you got? Um, I definitely think this roster is. I think they can win. But the problem is there's just so much already there, there, uh, speaking towards that division. Um, they got a good defense. They got a, well, The defense didn't perform as well as it appeared to last year, and I felt like that was a talking point. People just said, oh, the defense is good. Um, there was a few holes. They ended up getting rid of Von Miller, which was a big hole, glaring hole. Um, but Patrick Sertan looked good. Uh, I don't remember if he got hurt or am I confusing him with J.C. Horn? J.C. Horn got hurt. Okay. Um, But yeah, they had poor play from the quarterback position all last year. Nobody really let it rip in that way, especially once they went to Teddy. Um, Well, didn't they start with Teddy? This was such a bad team last year. Yeah, they started Uh, with Teddy, then went to lock them back to Teddy. Yeah, that's right. So Russ, if anything, he's going to get it to the receivers. and They have good receivers. They got got Jerry Judy. You got Kevin Hamlin. You got uh, Patrick something or other. I can't remember his name right now. Um, 
But yeah, uh, no, Cortland's son, Patrick. Cortland's son. Um, Tim Patrick, I can complete buying like two people. Hamlin's gone? No, Hamlin's there. KJ Hamlin. I combined all their receiver names. That's free. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at the depth chart <laughs> now. Yeah, Hamler, uh, Kendall Hinton, who started at quarterback one game last year. That's right. That's right. Um, Wake Forest product. Wait, last year or the year prior? Anyways. Maybe it was two years um, ago. They don't have no fit anymore. The offensive line is a bit of an issue. You're kind of hoping um, they do well. But uh, mainly, you want the defense to play well. And you want to you want to see Russ making a difference. I forgot Who's they signed. Uh, Who's the, they got a new Gregory. coach, right? Oh, they did sign Randy Gregory. Who's the coach? Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, who coaches the Denver Broncos? You know, Joe. A lot of people are asking that question, Joe. <laughs> a lot of people. I forget they got a new coach. I know that much because Vangio uh, got fired. Yeah, finally. Finally, and then Nathaniel Hackett. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ah, uh, oh, can you hack it? Hack it? Uh, yeah, Nate Hackett. Right. They brought him over from Green Bay, so we'll, yep. it's going to be interesting to see what the offense looks like again. Another play caller that gets a, another person who didn't call plays where they left, but gets to be in charge here. Yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, yeah. You got anything else on Denver Broncos? <laughs> Just want to throw this out there. Uh, good news for the Broncos fans. Hackett is a disciple. Before he went to Green Bay, was a disciple of Doug Marone. So you got that you're looking forward to. Wow. No, that's that, it. Is, that is not good. <laughs> um, but on to the team that Russell Wilson left. By the way, folks, it's going to be a five-minute timer. We got it like four. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, on to the team that. Starting now. On to the team that Russell Wilson left, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, They made the trade for Russell with Denver. Uh, Noah Fant, Drew Locke, and a couple other pieces goes to Seattle. Um, What do you think this outcome? Oh, we didn't do it. Uh, I'm pausing it. How many wins you got for Denver? Oh, yeah. Denver, I have them winning uh, eight to nine games. Eight to nine games. I'm going going seven to eight. I'm going seven eight. Okay. All right. Uh Seattle, what's your thoughts on this roster as presently constructed? Uh I think this is uh pretty bananas that they think Drew Locke. They're like, no, we really like what Drew or Locke Gino. can do, actually. Uh yeah, Gino's there too, but they they have been said uh, I maybe it was just the talking heads, but I remember hearing on ESPN and stuff. They're like, No, we're not in the market. For, this was pre draft. They're like, We're not in the market for a quarterback. We've got Drew Locke. We're gonna be fine with Drew Locke. Um, I think the biggest things is their running backs. They had a lot of injuries uh, with Penny last year and Chris Carson, who apparently always gets hurt every year. But between uh, the wide receiver position and the running back position, they're pretty stacked as far as skill positions. But it, I don't think they're going to have someone to get the ball to them, whether it's Gino or Drew. So I don't know if you don't have their and their defenses look porous the last two or three years anyway. So if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. Uh, I, th- I have this team at the bottom of the barrel. I think they're going to rebuild. I think Pete Carroll, I know we said this last year. I think Pete Carroll's on his way out. I mean, Pete Carroll's sneaky old. A lot of people don't realize he's sneaky? almost as, sneaky old. Yeah. He's a lot older than people realize. A lot of people, I think. You think Why he's you older look- I was say the man walking with the white hair who looks like eighty years old. You think he's sneaky old? 
I'm saying he's I, sneaky. If anything, he might be sneaky young. He might be younger than people think. You think so? He's like 77. He's the same. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you put him and Bill Belichick next to each other, wouldn't you assume Bill Belichick's way older? No. Bill Belichick's really? hair isn't, isn't ghost white. I know, but Pete Carroll is just in much better shape. Like physically. Yeah. I know, but still. Okay. Well, Pete Carroll's 70. So I, th- I think... He's on his way out. He still believes in this old mentality of ground and pound, which is why Russell Wilson's not there anymore. That and Russell Wilson's wife. Uh, I know she wanted to move to a bigger market. That's no secret. So uh, I think Pete Carroll's on his way out. I've got the Seattle Seahawks. What? <laughs> just threw Seattle under the bus, bus for no reason. Uh, I've got the Seattle Seahawks winning three to five games next year. I don't know how big of a market Denver is compared to Seattle. I know. Um, but yeah, uh, you said how many games? Three to five, max five. Wow. Yeah, wow. I don't, I, I mean, I was down on this team last year when they had Russell Wilson. So yeah. I would say the number, even though I, I kind of agree with the number, it's just still jarring to hear um, for a team that had so much recent success. Seven and 10 last year, I, I don't see them improving on that number whatsoever. Uh, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting though, because like you said, they do have good skill guys. Like, DK yep. Metcalf is a one. Tyler Lockett is a one-two, depending on where he is. Noah Fant, serviceable tight end. I don't really think he's that good. It was interesting that after they made that trade, they re-signed Will Disley, and it was kind of like, well, are you going to run a two tight end set, even though you have two really good receivers and you got some pretty good third options at receiver? And then you have solid running backs. So I don't know what the offense looks like. One of the issues has always been, and one of the reasons Russ wanted to leave was the offensive line. They have yep. never really put the money and time into it that they should have. Um, the defense has been kind of like all over the place. I mean, once the Legion of Boom went away, they've tried to recapture it in many different forms. They've pretty much have never no, quite got there. pretty much. They don't have anybody left. Um, they got rid of Michael Smith. They got rid of uh, Bobby Wagner Smith. this year. They got rid of Bobby Wagner. Got rid of KJ Wright. Everybody's gone. The only person there with any ties, quote unquote, not even, he doesn't have any ties. The only person of note on the defense at this point is Jamal Adams, who they traded a haul for and haven't fixed the and defense or not been. the offense. And he hasn't given the production that they want. Um, Quandre Diggs is very good, but you only could do so much with the safety position being where you're starting your build from. Um, they need to re engineer and build from the front out or build from the corners in um, and saying that Sidney Jones being there, that's not really the best option at corner. Trust me. I know as an Eagle fan. Um, hmm. So yeah, uh, three to five wins, I believe is the right number, Brennan. Hey, you were kind of shocked and then you came around. Uh, just shocking hearing the numbers. Just strong. Fun fact, Seattle's bigger than Denver population wise. Okay. But media market is what I'm going off of. Nailed it. Okay. I thought he was going to give me the media market, but he just chose not to. We hit the five. Oh, because you threw me the timer. Timer. We nailed. I was it. just showing you the timer. Um, but yeah, so on to some winning franchises. So I go back to the NFC, Brennan. What do you got for the San Francisco 49ers? San Francisco 49ers, dude. Uh, all right. Uh, Seattle is ranked 12th in the media market, according to the top 100 media markets. 
Denver is ranked 17th. So Seattle, bigger by population and bigger media market. Cool. Look at that. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when I said a bigger market. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers. This is an interesting case study. It seems like Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Seems yep. like everyone's fine going with Trey Lance. I don't know what that means. Apparently, Trey, Jimmy Garoppolo has been in Southern California uh, working out, uh, recovering that uh, surgically repaired shoulder. And Trey Lance has been doing everything in mini camps. Everyone seems to be going with him. This team was very good last year, considering that their starting quarterback was in and out of the lineup. He was hurt. Um, I always undervalue this team because they're not as flashy as a lot of the other teams and they're on the West Coast. So I don't pay a lot of attention to them, but they got bruisers. They got Kittle coming back. They got Debo. Um, they've got a team. So I, I honestly think San Francisco is going to be in the fight for this um, division. And it's not going to be the other two teams. We already talked about one having three to five wins. And we're going to talk about another one that always underperforms. So I think San Francisco is going to either finish one, two in this division, uh, probably one, because I think one of the teams is going to have a little bit of a hangover. And I think San Francisco is getting a lot of key pieces back this year. Wow. The big statements out of Brennan here. Coming from um, me. I love the Rams. Come from you. You love the Rams. Also coming from you. You didn't have any faith in Trey Lance last year. Oh, I still don't. Jimmy Garoppolo will start. But, and then you have this being a number one team. How many wins? You didn't say. Oh, I didn't say. I think this team's going to win between 12 and 13 games next year. 12 and 13 games with a, with, a, with, a, with a team that is relying simply on Nick Bosa. I mean, didn't do much. To bolster the defense. D Ford, okay. Kinlaw, Kinlaw. Actually, let me take that back. That front line is pretty yeah. stacked. The DBs, though, not much really going there. Um, no. And then you got this current, uh, this upsetting. Is D- Did Debo get re signed yet? Not yet, but I mean, he will. I'll He's see. not going anywhere. I don't know, man. They still haven't resigned him. He's um, not going anywhere. Haven't resigned him, just saying. But um, yeah, I don't know how much. This is not a bad team, but to me, this is not really that great a team either. Like they they pick on you, in they their only advantage offensively is to highlight your flaws. But you only could do that for so long in so many plays, especially with a quarterback who is going to be as volatile as Trey Lance. Like he's not going to be at least Jimmy to some degree is a steady hand, whereas Trey Lance is going to have up and downs and misses reads and make some reads and he's still going to have moments. So I can't see them unless he's going to come out here and knock my socks off. I can't really see them being a 12 to the 13 win team, like you said, um, I have this team taking a huge step back. I think this team Ooh. is going to end up. Controversy. I think they're going to be an eight to nine win team. I, I don't think they can recreate that all over again. Okay. I'm just saying. Not a lot of long, not a lot of deep routes. No. Just saying. Not a lot of deep routes. <laughs> There are no deep routes on that team. I'm just saying. 
Well, okay, Brennan. Uh, let's move over to who I'm going to assume is going to be somehow your dark horse team. Um, yeah. The Los Angeles Chargers. This is not the dark horse, baby. This is the lead horse. Let's ride him, cowboy. <laughs> Go for it. Best team by far in the AFC West. Or excuse so, me, NFC West. AFC, yeah. Right. yeah, AFC. Sorry, I was pulling up the depth chart and when accidentally went to the Los Angeles Rams because there's two teams in LA for some godforsaken reason. All right, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, one of the biggest Chargers. media markets. Austin Eckler coming back was banged up a little bit last year. He's going to be healthy. Keenan Allen, one of the most underrated possession receivers. I'm not just going to go through and read this, but we did talk about Rashawn Slater, how that was the sneaky best pick last year in the draft. They went ahead and took some more offensive linemen. Justin Herbert coming back in, uh, played really well statistically. So hopefully he can stay on point. Biggest concerns, uh, Derwin James, as always, uh, one of their top picks from a few years ago, always seems to get hurt, but he is that uh, quarterback on the defense playing strong safety. Of course, they got the older Bosa brother, and then they went out and made a couple of moves on the defense as well this offseason. I'm really looking forward uh, to seeing if Justin Herbert can get that ball downfield. So I think they're going to be a lot better. Uh, I think last year was kind of a weird situation how they finished nine and eight and uh kind of on the outside looking in i think they're gonna i think they're gonna win i think this team is gonna fight for supremacy in the afc west i think they're gonna win 13 games that's what i'm going with lock it in real high on the third teams in the division this last year watch what um, i do with the other two watch what i do baby <laughs> um i don't have that much faith in this team this team Look, you know how I feel about the Chargers. They're bitten by the the dumb bug, the dung beetle. Um, Herbert, for all as spectacular he looked in year one, not necessarily regressed, but the offense seemed to contain, the offense itself seemed to contain him more. Um, The coach felt like he went for it just to go for it at times. Hopefully he can smarten up on the decision making from that aspect. Uh, Austin, again, they have the skill talent that they should win somewhere between 11 and 13 games, but they sh- why didn't they do it last year? It's like, so I, I, and this defense, I, they got the Bosa. The rest of the front is not that great. They got an older Khalil Mack who's not as, skilled at getting to the quarterback. They brought in Kyle Van Noy as well. Derwin James, very good. Asante Samuel, J.C. Jackson, is J.C. Jackson a Bill Belichick making or is he really that real deal type of guy? We'll see that. And that's going to be huge for them because if he could take the ones, Asante Samuel Jr. could get twos. And then that kind of opens things up defensively. But their front seven outside of Bosa is not really they they struggled with stopping the run last year and they struggled with getting to the quarterback and they did not address those two things to me defensively so I feel like teams will still be able to run through the teeth of their defense with no problem and I think that's going to be a huge problem for them because if teams can run and stay on the field, you can't really get your offense out there and then you're constantly going to be playing catch up. Um, 
Yeah, they're I starting those tackles only 314 pounds. That's not, I mean, that's a big dude, but not for a 3 4 defense. Yeah. Normally so, those nose tackles are like Haloti not at like 350, 360. Or Vince Wilford. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just don't see the structure of this team. Uh, and they just, the, something's wrong with the Chargers. They just know how to lose games they shouldn't. So I, I want to say over 10, but I think they might go nine, nine and eight again and just miss the playoffs and just be a big question mark. Again, I mean, and and, the, and one thing that's very annoying is we put all this stuff on Justin Herbert like he was the second coming of something. He came out of an Oregon system, and in that final year, he didn't really even impress. No, so that's why he, he dropped. He has, he has a lot of flashy moments, but – one thing you need in the NFL is consistency. Yeah. And also we know how much this is a pass happy league at this point. So he's going to have those numbers, but it's going to come down to wins at some point. And wins is not a quarterback stat, but the plays to get those wins are determined by your quarterback. And does he have those winning plays in him? Time. Yeah, I agree. Right on time. there. Right on time. there. All right. On to the desert. Because, Brennan, we're going to talk about your favorite team, the Arizona Cardinals. How do you feel about Kyler and them boys? Um, all right. So the Arizona Cardinals uh, finished last year 11-6 uh, and six after a huge start to the season. Everybody knows my take on this. I don't uh, trust the Cardinals. I don't trust the coaching staff. I don't trust Kyler Murray. I'm going to make this very short and sweet. You can go ahead. I know you'll talk more about them. Uh, they finished in the top 10 still, even after having a, an abysmal end of the year um, in rushing and passing yards. Uh, I've got I've got the Cardinals winning six games next year. I think... Whoa. I think with all the stuff going on around Kyler's contract and some of the coaches versus players situation, I don't have them. I don't see them winning more than six games. I don't think they're going to get off to such a hot start like they did last year, only because their schedule is more difficult because they did finish higher than they did the year before. So I I don't think they're going to get that big push in the beginning that gave them that huge uh, like blanket. You know what I mean? Like safety net. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're going to have that. I think they're going to win six games. I think they're going to start 0 and 3, 0 and 4, maybe make a coaching change because they've already been talking about that. You're going to take well, they Kyler. They just the- resigned their, co- their coach. Yeah, but and their GM. Chicago just did that too. And then we saw a year later, they were both out. So, I mean, they. Well, I think those guys got. I'd have to double check, but I think those guys got like a one year extension where oh, Cliff got like another three year extension. I just don't think Cliff is Cliff Kingsbury is a very good coach. I think he's getting out coached in every angle of the game. And I think Kyler, I, in fact, history has proven Kyler cannot hold up for an entire season. So I don't see them winning maybe, maybe eight max, but I don't see them having a winning record next year. Um, I can't see them having a winning record. Also, I have never ah, believed in Cliff Kingsbury. Steve Kahn ah. is Steve Kahn is a is a terrible GM. Um, I'm I can't say terrible. He's bad at drafting. He's bad at assessing picks. He's bad at. They're so building, obsessed with speed. I was saying building the proper way. I mean, 
you want to build off the lines, and he keeps not doing that. Kyler asks for offensive tackle in the offseason. He gets defense. He gets linebackers and safeties and corners, and it's like, well, they and they're never and they never pan out in the way that they would want them to. Obviously, they didn't take an um, offensive lineman until the sixth round, and it was a guard. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you got DeAndre Hopkins going to miss six games. They traded for No Hands Brown. Um, they got Zach Ertz at an advanced, not an advanced age, but older. You got AJ Green at an advanced age, who was like a priority to bring back on this team because DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss some time. And on the defense, I mean, the front four, am I really going to believe in year 13 or whatever of JJ Watt? They lost, um, who's my guy's name? The sack. They lost Chandler Jones. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just am I, I how how many more years can I wait on Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons to figure it out? I mean, yeah, that's Baker, good, very good, but being paid at what he's getting paid at at the free safety position, he's not he's not making the defense a he's not making this a top ten defense on his own. Well, yeah, it's the same thing with Isaiah Simmons. He was a speedster. He tested off the charts. I honestly, when they took him, I was so excited. Then his first year, he kind of got hurt, and then he's kind of been in and out, and he's not performing. Like, I thought he was going to be a game changer like Derwin James or like uh, Devin, like how we thought Devin Bush is in like uh, Micah, Pittsburgh. Like Micah Parsons was. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I expected. It's weird because we saw Micah Parsons do it, and it's almost like that's what we expected. From Devin Bush, Isaiah Simmons, even Derwin James from the safety position. It's like that, that. You see how he's disrupting everything? You see how he's fucking everybody up? That's what we expected. Um, And they just haven't seen it. So I don't, like you said, haven't added anything to the offensive line. Kyler Murray's already getting hurt a lot because he's he's not a big dude. And these are, you know, these are big guys chasing him down and tackling him. So it's just, it's physics, man. Like I was saying, also the problem is Cliff is not great at making adjustments. Like he just keeps doing the same thing. At week all. 10 yep. they did in week one. And it's like, okay, everybody's seen the tape at this point. You want to switch something up and the protections aren't changed. The, the route tree, the, the routes aren't changed. So then like, okay, I'm going to sit on these routes and I know where to, attack this offensive line because you're not changing you're not moving anybody or anything so that's why they look worse at the end of the season than the beginning of the season completely agree dog that's how Sorry. he feels about my husband yeah my husband acting funny <laughs> all right next one staying in the desert we're going to the death star brother yeah. How do you feel about the Oakland Raiders? Raiders. Um, actually, I'm very high on the Raiders. Uh, obviously, bringing in Devontae Adams is a huge thing. Re-signing uh, the quarterback, uh, Carr. I always want to say Derek. It is Derek, not David. It's Derek, God. not David. Yeah. Fooled um, yourself there. I did. I, I tricked my own self. Uh, I think, uh, like I said, I think the Chargers are going to finish pretty high in this division. I've actually got Las Vegas finishing second. I've got them with 13 wow. between 10 to 13 wins. I'm going to give them a bigger variance just because they do have a few new pieces coming into play. Um, but also Josh Jacobs is returning that offense. The the one thing I am so with concerned three with, teams with like 10 plus wins is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, because I think some teams we're about to talk about. Well, I, like I said, I've got the Cardinals 
the finishing at the bottom of the barrel, Denver finishing at the bottom of the barrel, Seattle bottom of the barrel. So yeah, I'm 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 on point. Okay, uh, just making sure, man. Jeez. I think the problem is they're too top heavy on offense, if that makes sense. So when you say things like, oh, they got Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and uh Darren Waller, it's like, yeah, that's all well and good. But some of those guys are gonna get hurt. So you have to automatically take that into account every football season. Uh they do have uh, a lot of players that it's are like Keelan Cole. That's what I was just, I was just on his page. Oh, that was creepy. Uh, I was going to say they do have some players that they brought in that have some uh, NFL experience. So hopefully uh, if anything does happen, they can ride that out. And also I'm a huge Jaron Waller fan. Everybody knows that just with his, you know, work ethic and his play on top of his uh, issues and battling sobriety and staying sober. I really Recovering. like him recovery. I, What's wrong, Maya? I really like them. I like the team. I like the fact that they're underdogs. Fucking the Raiders. I like the fact that they have two games. Trayvons spelled in different ways. Very cool. I like that. Free safety and the cornerback. Um, man, if Jonathan Abram could really get it together, I think this defense could really be something special. Uh, Denzel Perryman, who's led multiple teams in uh in tackles at the middle position um, and then going and getting Chandler Jones, uh, Chandler Jones, who's if not led top two, three sack leader uh, over the past couple of years, consistent production out of him. And you got Max Crosby on the other side and then you got Cleveland Farrell relieving, doing spells for those guys um, who's his draft where he was drafted, certainly not what he's become, but he's definitely a serviceable player um, in platoon. Um, and Max, uh, like Max, and ooh. and then Max Crosby, a very consistent pass rusher who who's made his name on hard knocks and has proven to be that good talent going forward. Um, as for the offense, I don't understand what you mean the two top everything. Um, I, I get what you're saying because, you know, somebody gets hurt, but that you can say that with any team, any given Sunday. I mean, uh, if yeah, you know, Patrick true. Mahomes gets hurt, the whole team implodes. If Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, that whole team implodes. Hold that thought. Hold that first um, thought. I was say, but you can't, you can't uh, eval a team based on that. Um, so yeah, uh, I I think now if Josh Jacobs can stay healthy, that would be really good, um, because we saw him battling injuries a lot last year. But between Devontae, Hunter Renfro, um, those guys. Look at you shouting out Hunter Renfro. Oh, Hunter Hunter Renfro is a fantasy god. Um, if those guys can stay durable as they have in the past, and then Darren Waller, who dealt with some injury last season, but um, this team still made the playoffs, uh, and I think they will make the playoffs again. I have them 10-plus wins. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm feeling out of this squad. I don't think they'll leave the division, though, but we can talk about that another time. Let's try to hit the button. The button wouldn't hit. I thought you were, we're like waiting for the, the five Super minutes Bowl. to run out. I was like, we're not no. at an open mic, dude. You can just move on. I know. Well, but, but until then, we'll talk about the Super Bowl champions. Brian, yes. you had some big things to say about them. Go ahead. All right. So my Los Angeles Rams, the team I championed all now last year. Yours. Well, I was on them all last year. Remember? Just, I believe I had that. Took the, just took the piss out of them. Uh, no, again. I did because um, I think they are getting a little old. 
uh, long in the tooth as it were. They won last year. They did what they all came together to do. Um, and I think this is going to be a situation where a lot of times the losing Super Bowl team kind of has that big hangover. And as we talked about last week, I don't think that's going to happen with the Bengals. I actually think it's going to be the reverse. I think the Rams are going to have a pretty heavy Super Bowl hangover. They have so many guys on that team that have worked very long, arduous Hall of Fame careers to get that one ring, and now they have it. So I don't think they're going to come out with the same kind of intensity this year. I have them slipping. Uh, maybe not even winning the division as discussed with San Francisco earlier, but uh, I think they're going to be up there. I mean, it's not as solid as the case as the next team we're going to talk about. I think they could still be up there. One, two, like I said, I've got uh, San Francisco up in the one, two spot and uh, the, the, uh, the Rams obviously will be the other, the other half of that. So I just think that, uh, yeah, I think they're going to face a Super Bowl hangover. That's all. There's no, <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, they've got some key additions. I'm sure you'll go over and stuff like that. They had 12 wins last year. I got them right around the same around 12 wins. Um, did want to say huge shout out to uh, Logan Bruss. That was the first guy they took because they don't have any first or second round picks forever. Mm-hmm. So they took a guard from Wisconsin with their first pick, which was in the third round. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes you need a guard from Wisconsin. But I can't <laughs> believe, Brennan. After the, your team, as you so eloquently said, goes and gets your receiver and Allen Robinson, who hasn't won anything, who should still be hungry, who you claimed is a top. Did you say top five? Did top you say five, a yeah. top five? A top five <laughs> receiver. You don't think he still has the dog in him to go out there and burn up and do some? No, and, because and everyone else on this team tree? already won. They're going to be you like, everybody's right, going to be fat out. and happy, and he's yes. not going to want to. He's not going to. Well, we've not seen it before. Allen Robinson cannot them. push. Allen Robinson by himself can't push a team. We saw it in Jacksonville. We saw it in Chicago. Unbelievable. But I mean, he, he he allegedly had a high motor, and he was still out there getting work done and. Getting in guys' faces. That's not no. alleged. Look at the stats, playboy. Nah, I don't know. Maybe need to get in a couple more faces. Uh, get the ball a couple more times. Lay <laughs> um, off the roids. Did he get popped on PEDs once? I think he did. No. no? Not Allen Robinson. Didn't no, he miss like, time? I'm going to leave his time for some type of suspension. He might have. I mean, he's 6'2", 220 at a wide receiver position, but... Anyways, um, Van Jefferson in an elevated position. I think they still will bring back Odell, who's uh, recovering from his injury in the Super Bowl. Um, we had, uh, damn, what's my guy's name? Left tackle, who was there for like a few years. Uh, after Whitworth. Was Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, you had Andrew Whitworth, who has left the team now. But uh, I believe they had Joe Noboom. Uh, come in a couple years ago, and he's been like working his way into that position, kind of st- on different sides of the different places in the line. Um, and they still got Aaron Donald up front and Floyd, and they brought in Bobby Wagner from Seattle, which is going to be crazy. Uh, they brought back Troy Hill to play that uh, corner opposite of Jalen. Um, I don't know, Brent. I don't know. I think Nothing this came up for still... Allen Robinson PEDs, by the way. No suspension, suspension for something. No. no? Okay. You know, you don't get them all right. You know, reckless speculation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, no, I I still think this team is is a top tier team. I don't know what you're talking about. Aaron Donald's not coming back just to sit on his laurels and uh, get fat and happy. I think this team still has the hunger because they should not only be a one win team. As much as they've given up, and uh, when they got to the Super Bowl with Jared. Jared Goff this is not a one win team and I don't think they feel that I don't think if if they felt that way I don't think Aaron Donald comes back I don't think um uh Sean McVay comes back because both of them were rumored to be on the way out so I don't think they yeah, come but nobody back nobody feels think, that way that's just what happens I don't I don't I don't I can't see it I can't see it those guys are so passionate about football for them to re for them to recommit, I think they go full throttle. I don't think they go half speed. You think they go Charlie's Angels too, full throttle? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, and this goes back to what we talked about in the NBA playoffs. And people can say all the time, like, oh, well, you know, they make that three. It's a different series. It's like, no, it's not because teams play different when their back's against the wall. You had this team that was built to win now, and two years in a row, they had disappointed. Their backs were against the wall. I understand that these are professionals and they're some, most of them, not most, but a lot of them are going to be in the hall of fame, but I don't think subconsciously you're, you're going to push with the same drive after you win, after pushing for it for so long. I just don't think I understand what you're saying, but I just don't think anybody's wired that way. Unless it's Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. I think these guys are going to say they want to come back and they're going to say they want to do it. Then by week nine or 10, it's going to be like, ah, what the fuck, I gotta man? Disagree with you. I have to disagree right? with you because everybody says there's no feeling like getting to the, the mountaintop. And or Tom Brady. I wanted to throw a football once guy Once you there. get there, immediately once you get to the mountaintop, you want to taste it again. They're not going out there just to go through the motions. They want to win again. I'm I'm saying that's I, obviously that's I'm the saying, mentality. But to say their mentality is no longer back against the wall, I think it's still back against the wall. Like no, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to still have that same kind of fight and fire after you win. Tom one. Brady has how many, and he still had that fight and that fire. I'm saying it's very rare. Okay, so I shouldn't say not possible. Only a Sith deals <laughs> in absolutes. It's very rare. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. There are these people that are wired like like that. I almost said psychos. I guess they are kind of psychos, but uh, I don't think everyone's wired like that. And I, I, I think it's a lot harder to find if than that the was way the you're notion, insinuating. Then, then you would say that the Tampa Bay Lightning had nothing to play for. They went three they straight times. They didn't. They got they fucking three routed times. by the avalanche. They did not get routed. That was a game six. No, I know. Um, that was a two-one game in game six. I'm just saying. I hear, I hear you, but I'm just saying. Come week eight or nine, mark this. Somebody mark this, and we'll we'll check it out. Come halfway through the season, mark your calendars. San Francisco is not going to do well, and the Rams will be the leader of the division again. I said it here. San Francisco has to accidentally thing. finish second because Seattle and Arizona are going to be garbage. You have a lot of faith in Trey Lance, Garoppolo, and Shanahan. Anyways, I got to hear what you're going to say about this. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Brennan, go. Biggest zag of the entire show, probably of the entire NFL preview. I have the Kansas City Chiefs regressing. Uh, Tyree Kill is gone. The speedster himself. Not the wide receiver, the speedster, uh, gone. Um, they, they replaced it with another speedster. I don't I see know, why that would right? be a difference. 
I I have them regressing. Couple of reasons. I don't think Travis Kelsey, uh, after we saw some of uh, some of his uh, regression, not even regression. He's just getting older, man. Like. I, I don't think he's going to be able uh, to keep up that sustained level of efficiency. I, I honestly think the whole Patrick Travis Mahomes Kelsey, thing. Travis Kelsey, who had uh, played in 16 games, 92 catches, 1,200 yards. I think uh, the whole Patrick Mahomes thing. And talk to me about thing. George Kittle, who can't play past game 10 of the season. I was hoping you were going to catch that. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying every athlete comes to a point in their career where they'll start to tick off. And I think that happens to Kelsey this year. Their offensive line has been an issue for years. They Travis went and tried Kelsey. to patchwork it together. All but his first season in the NFL. We're unable to re-sign Orlando Brown again. Uh, just they've has not had less than 70 catches. Have, yeah. So it's about time that he has less than 70. Don't you think that would make a lot of sense? And I just think, as weird as this sounds, because I don't think I don't think Tyree Kill is a very good person. As weird as this sounds, I think that like core group was kind of held together by like Tyree Kills, like break glass in case of emergency, like that 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 again. I'll say it again. That safety net aspect because he could fly down the field and you just chuck it up to him and pray to God he can he'll come down with it. I think with that being gone, Patrick Mahomes might get the yips. He might get in his head. And I think just like we saw with Golden State when they had a lot of their injuries and stuff. You know these dynasties don't last forever. The Chiefs have had a good run. I think four years is the max window. Even the Patriots had to reset after going to the Super Bowl a bunch of times. Um, only difference was they had the same quarterback, which you know Kansas City will have the same quarterback. But I just don't think. I think we've said it a million times. You said it earlier in this podcast. Teams have film. Teams figure things out. I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are this fucking juggernaut that everybody keeps claiming they were. We saw them bleed last year, and you know we learned it from dodgeball. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. I think it's going to go even harder next year. I don't think they're going to win the division. I've got them winning between 8 to 10 games. Maybe like just below 500, maybe just above 500. So, as a recap, I've got the Chargers winning this division, the Vegas Raiders coming in second, then Kansas City, then Denver. You Joe. have a team who's never proved it before winning the division. You have a team who has proved it before somehow regressing just because of one player who you never you never really liked him. Still don't. Terrible. But human he being, was the allegedly. thing that was ca- buoying this all together. Okay. I think his ability no, talk. to you bail talked. them out. You have talked enough. His ability, Patrick Mahomes' ability to bail anyone out is not the thing. To, we saw this man getting chased around for 400 yards in the Super Bowl and still and getting the ball off and barely getting sacked. His his dynamic ability is not going to propel this over wins. eight to ten wins. Unbelievable! I'm losing my voice. I'm so upset. Josh right? Allen's this year now in the AFC. They baby. went and got Juju Smith, who's serviceable. They got went and got Marquez Marquez Velskin, who's serviceable. Also, speed receivers. So in case of emergency, just send them down the field, and we can throw it up to them. Travis Kelsey, who is a workhorse, <laughs> is only 32 years of age, and he will run up and down your throat, and he's not going to miss games like your boy. George Kittle. I'll tell you that right now. All right. And this defense, they've restructured finesse this defense. Player. Huh? I said finesse player, Travis Kelsey. Finesse. Uh, <laughs> you say it to his face. You know who his brother is? His brother is Jason Kelsey. Yeah, he, I'm not I love to hear you say that. Um, uh, this defense has been restructured. After their, their failed experiment earlier this year, they moved Chris Jones back inside. They let go of... Uh, 
Tyron Matthews, now that Juan Thornhill is healthy again. You got Les Snead, uh, Les Snead, Legarius Snead and, uh, and Trent McMurphy, Trent McDuffie, sorry, uh, on the outside of the, on the corner positions. I, I cannot believe you today. <laughs> How many wins you got? This is a, this is the division leading team. This is a 13 to 14 win team. I think Andy Reid I think Andy Reid revels in the fact that uh, Tyreek Hill is gone because now he can restructure the offense in a different way. And because everybody thought, oh, we figured them out. No, you haven't. And they rebuilt that offensive line last year. Just side note, I have both the Chargers and the Raiders sweeping them in the series next year. Oh, my gosh. Just throwing it out there. Chargers. Your faith in the Chargers is beyond me. I can't. Hey. I can't. Doesn't matter what you believe in, just believe in it. That's the NFL preview, folks. I have no more to say to this man here on the NFL topics. Let's move on to the NBA. All right, Brendan. DeAndre and your boy is back in Phoenix. My How boy. do you feel about this? Uh, I'm a little weary about it because uh what was it? The Indiana Pacers uh offered him that uh max deal. Um obviously he's restricted. Four, so. 133. Yeah, they were able to, uh, the Phoenix was able to match so many questions. Why did Sarver wait until the offer was made? Why wasn't he signed earlier? If you planned on matching it, why wasn't this done last year? Like so many questions, but uh, I'm glad he's back. Uh, hopefully, I'm really hoping beyond hope that uh, they can get the band back together. I was hoping beyond hope. <laughs> I'm, well, because we talked about it at the end of the NBA season. I was actually really disheartened. disheartened with what happened with Chris Paul. Like I really thought after the regular season and I, and even though I didn't, I had golden state the whole way from the start of the season, but it was still, it was really painful to watch. Cause it's just like, this dude has done everything that's been asked of him and more. And he just can't catch a break. And last year it looked like maybe they were going to have it. I know you were on that train. I didn't believe it because I knew something would go wrong and something did. So with Deandre coming back, hopefully they can remedy this. I don't think they will though. Cause He's not going to be happy at the fact that he was going to be able to go somewhere else because Sarver didn't want to fucking resign him. Then at the the 12th hour, Sarver's like, actually, we're going to match that. Go ahead. Like, um, I think the match actually. <clears throat> so the thing they didn't want to do was give him the fifth year and yeah. they weren't going to work out a deal with him where he didn't get the fifth year if it was just a straight up resign. So they kind of kind of banked on the possibility of him getting the offer sheet and them just matching that so you could guarantee him only four years and not give him the, the max in which they wanted to. Um, and plus reduce money because you're only matching and you're not dealing with his bird rights when you being the team that drafted him, restructure, re-signing him in that fashion. That actually um, makes a lot more sense. But my thing is, the thing I'm annoyed, not annoyed, but... They he's not tradable until I believe January fifteenth. So any Durant trade that was thought oh, yeah. of being had is now on ice. Um, and I think we see Durant. I think I called that last week. We see Durant start the season in Brooklyn. Yep. So uh, I can, I'm completely as, in agreement with you. I think I think Brooklyn is best option. I know we talked about it last week, but their best option is to keep this thing together. Yeah. Um. But as far as Aiton's situation in particular, I believe that, uh, look, this team with Aiton just won 64 games last year and was the number one team in the in 
in the league. And then a year a year prior to that, they went to the NBA championship. So th- I think the guys can put aside whatever differences they had in that game seven, however that played out. Um, and I think they can get back to winning ways immediately. But if the if Durant is not dealt by January 15th, that cloud will be if he's not dealt somewhere else, that cloud will be over Aiden and his play for a bulk of this season until he has some uh, assurance that, you know, that we're, we're a team, we're a unit. But if he's constantly looking over his shoulder, like they're just waiting until they can get me out of here at the first chance, then this team may fall apart right in front of our eyes. Yep. God, I would hate to see that. Yeah. Um, and Brennan, you live in New York. What, what yes, are I do. The, what in are Manhattan, the New York, stations? actually. <clears throat> what are the, are you not from Westchester, like Donovan Mitchell? Uh, what are the, uh, what are the radio stations talking about as far as Donovan Mitchell? Do they want him there? And if yes. they do, do you think he'll be a good fit? No, no. No? No, um, you don't a think lot of Donovan the- Mitchell is going to be a good fit? Another 6-1 point guard? Uh, no, sorry. A 6-1 shooting guard in that backcourt not going to help you guys? No, um, first of all, just so everybody is aware, you know, I'm only four stops away from Madison Square Garden on the E train. So come get at me, dog. 52nd and second. We out here. Uh, come get at me, dog. Um, you could not sound no, more white. <laughs> the, uh, there's a lot of talk about Donovan Mitchell. People here are idiots when it comes to their sports franchises, blind faith. So they're like, yeah. Dude, let's get another shooting guard. I can't do that. I can My New York always sounds like Boston. Uh, yes, it does. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's not a fit here. Donovan Mitchell's a good player. Twenty six a game. You know, he, he's a good scoring player. He's not a great player. He's not a transcendent player. He doesn't play a ton of defense. Uh, we saw it every year with Utah. Great regular season team. And then what do they do, Joe? What do they do? Hey. Peak too early, man. Um, Peak too early. I don't think he's a good fit here. People are going crazy though because he's been on, you know, a couple of all-star teams, been in talks for uh all NBA and stuff. So people are like, Yeah, the more shooters, the better. The more offensive players, the better. I'm like, I don't think you guys know how basketball works, but uh <laughs> it's uh I, I think it'd be a bad fit. What about you? You there's no way you can agree with that. Are you, um, you there's no way you can't agree with me on that? You just broke my brain. Uh, and now you're spraying something? What the Sorry. heck just happened? I had a bug. <laughs> I look away for two seconds. You're cleaning. Can't leave you guys um, anyway. <laughs> uh, I think he's a terrible fit there. Yeah. I think he's a god-awful fit there. Um, in my setup, he's 6'1", and he's a shooting guard. And you just signed six-foot Jalen Brunson to a max-ish deal. Um so you're going to have a backcourt of two guys under 6'6", under 6'5", under 6'4", under 6'3", under 6'2". Who are they going to be expected to guard? Who, who are they going to stop Nobody, at any two? The one person they could potentially stop is Trey Young because he's also like six foot. Outside of that, everybody is going to run right through them. And Donovan Mitchell, on, on his side, he's just going to... Matador let them go by because he's pretty much a turnstile defensively. Um, That's why I think think it would be terrible. And the thing is, even if he goes to New York, these guys are going to have success to some degree. They're going to hit their averages because they're good players. But as far as team success, 
do you think Donovan Mitchell makes them a top four team in the East? No way. You got Miami to deal with. You got Philadelphia to deal with. You got the Bucks to deal with. You got uh, Donovan Mitchell maybe makes them a play in team. Maybe. Who's who's who just went to the, you got Boston to deal with? Like I uh, thought you I were trolling me on that. You really no, forgot. I was like, I can't figure. I was I was like, who's made it to the championship? I can't figure. Um but yeah, like you said, they're playing team at best. They're gonna end up in that seven, eight between seven to nine potentially 10 you got chicago to deal with i keep forgetting everybody you got charlotte to deal with you got atlanta to deal with like there's so many good teams in that division already so they're just gonna be floundering um and then you're gonna have what julius randall be the anchor like who do who they who do they get rid of who do they keep is Tom Thibodeau really going to want a backcourt that can't play any defense? How many picks? The, 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 number, the amount of picks they're asking for is outrageous. They're asking, Danny Ainge is trying to fleece half the NBA. I, I can't understand how Danny Ainge would get away with this highway robbery. Danny Ainge is trying to get six to eight picks in similar fashion to what he just got. Ro- highway robbery. Go bear. I, I don't even know how he can do that. How is he allowed to do this? You shouldn't be allowed to. Did you guys hear the buzzer? Sorry, my door rang. I didn't hear the buzzer. Nobody heard the buzzer. No. I just, whoops. I just, I just All right. a master class. See, that's Sorry, why like, people need to understand that episode where we had uh, horrific technical difficulties. Joe can just go. Like Joe can do it. <laughs> Uh, Brent, we got a couple streaking teams. Uh, one team streak has ended, but they got to 10 games. That was the Baltimore Orioles. And Seattle has gotten it up to 14 right before the All-Star break. Brennan, which one of these two teams do you think will make the postseason, though? They're both in the AL. Uh, Who I think the last spot? Seattle. Um, <laughs> I think they have an easier road to hoe. Um, I don't know. Just side note. I don't know how I feel about the Baltimore thing. Only because uh, the years. Um, hang on, let me. Th- what are you doing, in Baltimore? Uh, so their payroll is thirty-seven million dollars. Okay, yes, they have one of the lowest payrolls, if not the lowest payroll. Yeah, and it's. Um, I don't know if I should be like hell yeah. Uh, they are making it happen of, with I, less. I will say a bulk of their payroll is going to Chris Davis, who's no longer on the team. Yeah, and I don't know if I should be like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, Seattle's 78, so at least they're double them. Uh, Or no, I'm sorry, their total payroll is 107, so they're way over. So I don't know know if I should be like, yeah, good for Baltimore making something happen, or if I should be pissed off like, hey, ownership needs to invest more in this fucking team. This is disgusting that you can own a team and just let this happen. So I don't don't know how to feel about that. I think... Baltimore is in, obviously, everybody knows, a harder division. Um, the Yankees are de- destroying people. And Boston's been up and down, but kind of chasing that wild card. Uh, I think Seattle, while they are also in the AL, I just think they have uh, the, an easier schedule the rest of the way. So that's that's my opinion. Yeah, so like you said, Seattle is definitely the answer here. They have an easier road to tow or hoe, or however that phrase goes. Oh, it's um, hoe. It's <laughs> hoe? Oh, yeah, I guess gardening. Road, yeah. Um, yeah. What what kind of hoe are you thinking about, Joe? No, nah, I just I was thinking the gardening tool. I just wasn't thinking of the impl- impl- uh, implementation uh, because road is already paved in my head. I've only seen I've only seen paved roads being from Florida. Only 
Sin pedo. I just wanted to say um, Hojo. In a uh, that's upsetting. Um, but uh, I hate when I go on my us. But uh, yeah, Seattle has a much easier. You um, <laughs> almost did it again. <laughs> they have a much easier uh, schedule going forward. I believe they have the seventh easiest schedule, whereas Baltimore has the third most difficult schedule because they're playing people who are all in the postseason as of right now, being uh, the Rays, Blue Jays. I. I know the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Sox, and the Yankees, if not all in the postseason, I don't think they're all in the postseason, but they all have winning records. So it's going to be very difficult for them to maintain their level of play against teams that have more success. That's a great point you just made. I don't know if you meant to do it or not, but not all of them are in the postseason. So all those teams are going to be destroying each other, trying to get to the postseason. So Baltimore is going to be out. Um, But to your point about the low payroll, um, they are I won't attack them now because what they've done is they've brought in a couple of free agents on uh, manageable deals, but they've also called up a lot of their young prospects and the young prospects. They can't get inflated contracts until they hit arbitration in year three and they can really decipher that right now. They're getting the ma- major minimum because they're yeah, getting called up. So that's a good point you made. I, I was talking to a baseball fan at work the other day and he actually made that same point. Cause I was like, this is embarrassing. Their payroll is only 37 million. He's like, yeah, that's cause they got rid of everyone over 30 basically. And then just yeah. called up a bunch of the young guys. So it can't, like you said, because most of the almost all those guys are on uh, major league minimum, so it can't yeah. be too exorbitant. But still, it's just so weird to look at that and then look at two ninety for the Dodgers, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, the Dodgers are just paying out the nose. But um, the last thing I'll say is uh, kudos to Baltimore um, because this is a team that lost over a hundred games, I believe, the last two seasons. If not, I know definitely last season. Um, and they've almost already exceeded their win total from last year. Um, the Marlins could, you know, look at this and see how, you know, uh, scenery change. Yeah. Need to get rid of Donnie Baseball. I said it. Boom. I said it. Didn't want to say it on the air. I finally said it. Get rid of him. Mark that. Somebody mark get out, that. Get about it. Get out of it. We might have to take All that right, out and post. Brandon. Let's run through these real fast. Uh, right. Juan Soto, do you think he stays with the Nats? He just turned down $440 million over 15 years. I don't Turn know. It down. He turned it down? Then no, Turn he's not going to stay. No, Turn if that was the offer, then no. What do you think the issue was there? The 15 years? Yeah, I think it was 15 years. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's definitely not going to be there for long. Uh, we see a trend now with the uh, with the Nats where they kind of give these inflated contracts like most MLB players, but they kind of stretch out the amount of years they gave. Yeah, they don't have the uh, money to, to do it all up front. Yeah, they try to lock Harper into 13 with deferred payments. They try to lock Rendon into like 12 with deferred payments. Soto, obviously, it probably was a 15 and then deferred payments down the line. So, um they have bad business and they're kind of in a bind because uh, I believe their TV contracts belong to the Baltimore Orioles owners. So uh, they're not even getting their proper cut of their TV revenue. That's hilarious. So, um, yeah. And that's one of the reasons I believe they are looking to move the franchise. Uh, the owners are trying to sell the franchise. Brennan, did you see this Kansas city Royal story? 
No, I had no idea what it was about. So the Royals were traveling up to Toronto. Now, Toronto is the barometer for how many vaccinated and unvaccinated players you got. Ten. Ten starters on Kansas City could not travel up to Toronto because they were unvaccinated. How many starters are in a baseball game? 26 people on a 20. You have 26 people. It's 26 man roster. Okay. So. So, so yeah. almost half the roster couldn't Almost go. half the roster couldn't make the trip. And well, shit, Joe. In Kansas City, this is how we fucking do things. And the problem, see, now, now, it, I mean, the vaccination thing is, you know, at this point, I wish you would. I'd rather you get it just, you know, stop this pandemic thing. But it's your choice or whatever. You want to be a jackass or an idiot, whatever. But at least. Kyrie, we're talking to you, Kyrie. At least, no, I'm not going to put Kyrie in this because at least. Have a good reason or stand by your principles because Kyrie didn't get it whatsoever. There was going to be nothing that was going to push him off of that. Even Djokovic, you weren't going to push him off of his position of not getting it. I believe it was Whit Merrifield said, hey, it's not like we're playing for the postseason anyways right now. No, he didn't. So if you were in postseason contention or playing on a post or traded to a team that was going to the postseason, then you would do it. But right now it's too inconvenient for you. So you just don't want to do it. And there's really no reason to because you're not playing for what the fuck? That's bananas. That doesn't make any sense. I agree with you. Um and the GM I, had a similar statement to say, like, yeah, if only we were playing for something, I think they would go get it. See, this is weird to me because obviously in Florida, you're in Texas, they, uh, they in Georgia, too, before you moved there. Like, we didn't even have any of these issues. And now I live in a very hyper liberal area, obviously, in New York City. I don't know if I mentioned I live in New York City, Jeez, uh, but I uh, need a counter or tracker. Even right. now, today. There's very few places where they even I don't I don't think I've been knock on wood anywhere where they actually checked Vax cards or anything anymore. So it's weird that these guys are like, oh, well, if we were in the postseason contention, maybe we'd get it now. It's like, dude, it's almost over anyway. Like what? Mm. So my point is, like, at least fake like you're sticking by morals or something. Yeah, don't just exactly. say don't just say, oh, <laughs> there's no reason for me to get it right. It's like, what? Just Anyways. lie. <laughs> Just lie to me, Jerry. All right, Brennan. Let's do it. You'll be surprised how quick. And- quick! Mayman hits. Quick hit. All right, Brennan, we gotta be you quick. hit the open first. Go for it. The WNBA? The open. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know like the opening of the segment. All right. No. Uh, talking the British Open at uh, St. Andrews. So it's in Scotland. Uh, one of the longest driving uh, links in the entire world. Uh, Roy Mac- uh, Cameron Smith wins. Roy McIlroy did not lose. He was just not, he was in contention the whole weekend. Everyone wanted to see him win it. You know, he's been so outspoken against Liv and he hasn't won one in a while. And everyone thought this is it. Here fucking comes Rory. And then he just didn't play well on Sunday. Didn't play terrible, but didn't play well. And Cameron Smith came out of the blue and fucking took it from him at the tip of a putter. Uh, Cameron Smith went one, uh, one by one stroke but beat Rory by two strokes where he ended up finishing in third. 
All right, Brandon, a couple of WNBA run-throughs. Uh, the Aces keep rolling. They took down the Sun in a ESPN. Wait, I, like uh, I think it was an ABC televised game. Uh, the Mystics looking good. Took down the Lynx. Uh, Atlanta trying to climb Mount 500, taking out the Mercury. The Mercury, who have been quite an up-and-down team, but you can understand with uh, BG being stuck there in Russia. Free BG. Um, and the Storm storming through the fever. Taking them out as well. Shout out to the Sky. Sky still looking like the best team out there, though. Uh, 89 over your Dallas Wings, 81. Ah. Um, also, uh, I believe, is it this week? Yeah, either this week or next. Is it the 22nd or is it the 26th? We have the Commissioner Cup where it's going to be the 26th, where uh, the Aces take on the Sky for the in season tournament that the first half of the season is all about. So fighting for seeding. And then we got a couple of, uh, we got a soccer corner. I got a soccer corner. Here. I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso, so I'm down for this. Oh, really? Getting in on yeah. the Ted Lasso. That's I just good. got Apple Plus, and then I watched one episode, and I was like, this was worth the 20 Emmy nominee. This is fucking good. Oh, yeah. I burned it's through, really, I burned through really both seasons good. in two days. Uh, yeah, I think it took me about two days when I finally sat down and watched it. Um, the Inner Miami, this is the only team I care about in MLB, MLB, MLS. Inner Miami came back from a three. They were down 2-0, came back to win a 3-2 with a goal in a hmm, good job. Uh, a goal in the 93rd minute. Um, they're currently sitting at ninth, uh, but are only two points back of getting to that seventh spot, uh, with 13 games left. I think they can finally make a real playoff because the first time they made the playoff was COVID season and damn near everybody made the playoffs. Uh, the U.S. women's national team will take on the Canadians. Uh, tonight, I believe that is in the uh, final for the uh, yeah, in the final for the uh, women's CONCACAF championship and then in the Euros do 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 oh come on I hate ESPN sometimes they give me they don't do brackets well so bad Pictures. yeah okay so there's two New York teams in MLS Two New York teams, two LA teams. Garth Bale just played his first game for the. Wait, what's uh, the LA? What's the other LA team? The Galaxy, and then you got a Galaxy and the LAFC now. Oh wow! The Euros have not made it to the quarterfinals as of yet. That will There's take forty-two place teams in the MLS. Yeah, not forty-two. No, like twenty-two. Are you sure? What? Now I gotta look this up. Yeah. You got. Oh wait, some of these are doubled up. It's like Red 14, New York Red Bulls 14. two, LA Galaxy two. You got twenty eight teams. Yeah, yeah. Some of them have uh, under have lower under teams to divisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was just looking at. Holy shit, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like uh, they have their own minor leagues now. They're starting yeah, I see to do that. that that's why. Yeah, that, it's um, there's forty two. Okay, so I'm gonna start rooting for the New York Red Bulls. Red Bulls. You might want to root for FC. Oh, is FC better? FC is better, yeah. Okay, I'm going to start rooting. They have their own arena? Oh, it's in Jersey? Disgusting. I don't leave the island for any reason. All you uh, guys' teams are in Jersey outside of the nope. Knicks and the Nets. Hey, talk about the Yankees. because oh, the Yankees, uh, I guess. Yankees and, and the New York the FC Mets. plays at Yankee Stadium, baby. Yeah, I told you to root for FC. Boom. There we go. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm there All now. All right. 
On to the press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Are the reigning MLS Cup champions? Fuck yes. yeah, this is my new soccer yes, team. they're the team. Uh, Brandon, where can we find you? Oh my God, they got these badass orange awake. Brandon, Man, where can we find you? <laughs> Sorry. Um, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. When this comes out, if you are in the New York area, come out tonight to the stand, uh, July 19th at nine o'clock. I've got a big show there that'll be on. I'll be um, at the cellar next month, but that's a secret show I'm not allowed to tell anybody about. Um, yeah, and check out my other podcast. Brendan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy under the moniker ex-drinking buddy on all streaming platforms. Now on YouTube with Biggio. We're now doing video on YouTube. Oh, I'm like Biggio. Like Craig Biggio? Kevin's father? No. That's how uh, Joe Coy, the hack of all hacks, says a video. Uh, whoa, whoa. Well, Shots sorry. fired. My Corano's Shots words. Oh! Fired. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Norman. You can check my Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I think I already did that. You can check out this show, Twitter and Instagram at Kieran Press. Don't forget to go to newlow.co to check out all the shows. Um, and don't forget to head over to joedorval.com to check out my sh- merch, my music, and my videos. Um, I believe that's it. Brennan, get me out of here. I've been fasting for over 16 hours because I had a bowl what? of cereal late last night. I am starving. And that's why we play the game. Hello, <laughs> Rory McIlroy. Huge shout the out to the microphone. Twelve-year-old <laughs> Rory McIlroy. You had him, man. You had it, and you lost it. You son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>